Hey guys, this is Mo Sider from the Detroit Red Wings. You guys listen to Lockdown Red Wings. You're Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Today is Friday, August 13th. Friday the 13th, Scotty. Wow, yeah, I didn't even realize. Me either. It's a scary Friday indeed. Uh. We should have themed it around uh, this episode. Unfortunately, we did not do that. Well, I guess it's not too late. Uh, we, we got in segment one, <laughs> Jacob Verana re-signs with the Detroit Red Wings. He filed for arbitration last week. There was some concern going around uh know red wings land what does this mean etc etc everything's gonna be okay uh jacob verona resigns yesterday we'll get into some of those details later on we also got how do you feel about it friday coming up in segments two and three uh be sure to stick around it's gonna be a real fun episode here on a friday sending you off into the weekend with something easy uh today's episode is brought to you by lockdown nhl you need more hockey news and lockdown nhl is helping you fill the gap. It's our daily podcast on everything happening in the league. Subscribe and listen each day for a quick look at the biggest stories wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, I'm Nolan Bianchi. We got Scotty Bentley here. What's going on, Scotty? It's going, baby. It's going. I, uh, I'm watching the Tigers hopefully hold on to a win here right now. And then after that, we have a, a baseball game in the middle of a cornfield. So that's my evening. That we do. Scotty Baseball over here, host of Locked On Tigers and a co-host here at Locked On Red Wings alongside myself. Uh, go check out Locked On Tigers and go check out my story on John Schmoltz and his field of dreams. Fantastic uh, read, by the pitcher. way. Thank you very much. Uh, Michigan-born pitcher, Lansing boy, Hall of Famer, a part of the greatest rotation, maybe, that's ever existed uh, with the Atlanta in Braves. The convo, for all sure, in the convo, for sure. 1995. Yeah. Uh, he's building his own field of dreams, broadcasting the game tonight with Joe Buck. Uh, but you know, I talked to him about some, some special projects he's got going on in Lansing that are really, really cool. So definitely go check that out. Jacob Verona, Scotty, uh, were you surprised to see that, that either by the three-year term or the $5.2 million figure, because the arbitration numbers came out and I don't think we covered it on any of this week's episodes, but basically I think Jacob Verona was asking for 5.7 and the Red Wings were offering somewhere around 4.2, something like that. I, I'll get the exact number on that, but just your overall thoughts on the contract itself. Yeah. So I, uh, I was not surprised by the, um, by the AAV that, that was not very surprising to me. I know it was, uh, it was a little bit more than what the arbitration plan was, but really didn't, uh, didn't, surprise me too terribly much the years did i'm gonna be honest and not in a bad way not in like a, oh my gosh what are they doing kind of a way but uh i i mean he was he was great in the in the second whatever half third of the season he, he was great for us but um i didn't expect us to invest that aav for that many years uh for for kind of you know he his playing time was i mean he, at points in in uh, in Washington, he was getting healthy. So like, I, I it was it was kind of surprising to me that um, he impressed so much that they just said, yeah, like we're comfortable with three years, and uh, 
that's I think that's the the that was the the biggest surprise for me. The AAV not so much, but but committing to that, and again, not in a bad way, not in like oh my gosh, what are they doing? I'm 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 pretty pumped about it, but uh, I am a little bit surprised that that's uh, the route they went. Yeah, I mean, eleven points in eleven games since he came over from the Red Wings. He's been statistically one of the best five on five scorers in hockey over the last three years. I think only behind Alex Ovechkin and Austin Matthews, but. You have to also keep in mind that four of the, his eight goals with the Red Wings came in a single game. Uh, I, I really like Jacob Verona. I think he can be like a, a really, really exciting superstar level player if given the right opportunity. But I don't think we know what Steve Eiserman's ultimate plans are with Jacob Verona. And I and, and the three year the three years kind of makes me think that. Uh, you know, th- that they intend to keep him around. But originally when they filed that number in arbitration of, I, I looked it up, it was 3.65. They were over $2 million apart. And so I was like, dang, like he's trying to get him on a low AAV so he can ship his ass out of town. Now I don't necessarily think that. I, I mean, I you obviously cannot rule anything out with, uh, you know, Steve Eisman, but as a whole, uh, the, this contract, I, I think I tweeted this. This is a good contract with the potential to be a great contract. For sure. And then, like you said, it it, uh, it it has the potential to be a great contract. A, just the value that he could bring if he if he keeps taking steps forward and uh, turns into, you know, reaches his ceiling. That's obviously a great contract for us value wise. But um, it's also not a contract that is. I mean, to your to your earlier point, it's not a contract that's necessarily like not movable either. They wanted to have some flexibility and and package him at at some point. I, I don't know. That's just uh, uh, that's that's not a we should or shouldn't. Just something that we have the ability to do that with this too. I don't think that um, the AAV is high enough where that would uh, deter people either if he if he plays the, to the level that people think he can. So. Um, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty pumped about it. I think it's good value really, no matter what his, his future holds the, the, I don't think this will be a deal that anybody's ever going to look back at and be like, Oh, wow. Like that was dumb. Like, even if it did blow up in their face, like it's something that you couldn't blame them for, you know, and it's only three years. So it's at the end of the day, like literally nothing that bad can go wrong. Um, I just think it's so curious to me. Like when you hear those stats, right? Like you hear the the third best scorer in hockey last five on, you know, five on five over the last couple of years. And the reason that's not better is because he's just not a power play kind of guy. Like he he's he's super quick. That's how he scores a lot of his goals. Likes to score on the rush, likes to score on the breakaway, you know, whatever it may be. But um, it'll be interesting to see how he does in like over the course of an entire season with first line minutes because he was getting third line minutes in Washington. And once he starts playing against those top matchups, once he starts playing uh, in, you know, over 20 minutes a night or whatever it ends up being, can he still produce at the same level with the same consistency uh, that he has that remains to be seen. But I mean, I, I don't think it's a, it's a thing you would bet against, you know, for sure. Yeah. And that's, that's the biggest thing. Like, 
we're going to get to, you know, as the off season gets, get moves further and further along and, and we get closer and closer to the start of the season, we'll start kind of evaluating the, the players on a more individual level and, and, you know, start talking about how, uh, how we think everybody's going to do. And again, like no matter what kind of expectations we have for him, I, this is not a deal that I don't think you're ever going to look back and be like, wow, that was really stupid. Like, I, I just don't see that as a, as a, as a possible outcome for, for this deal. And I'm, I'm pretty excited. I'm pretty excited just to honestly, just to watch him play again <laughs> at this point. I mean, just, yes, he was one of the most exciting players those last 10 15 games uh to to end last season and now with you know some some long-term security and and stuff like that i'm I'm pretty excited to see what um what we're going to get out of him next year all right uh why don't we talk to the folks real quick about bet online it's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action baseball season is in full swing and you can track all the action at bet online get all the latest news odds and info for all your sporting needs including mlb NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC, MMA action before the next pitch. Head on over to Bet Online or laptop or mobile device to sign up today and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as uh, pennant races heat up in Major League Baseball. Head to the website or use your mobile device oh, yeah. to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use our promo code Locked On. That's L O C K E D O N. For 50% welcome bonus at Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Tipped by Rasmussen, gathered back in by the Hurricanes, and they miss you. Here comes Verana. Verana right in on goal back. It scores! What a beauty! Jacob Verana displaying his skills right there to cut the lead in half. All right, we are back. Segment two here at the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Do us a favor, subscribe. It's the only way to make sure that each and every day, well, three days a week now, uh, when you wake up, you got a new episode waiting for you. We go Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday here at this show. Once we're back in season, mid-September-ish, we'll be going back to five days a week. So you'll have that to look forward to when you subscribe. It's a how do you feel about it Friday, Scotty? Um, you know, I forgot to mention that in that bet online read, uh, this is really off topic, but I just wanted to get it out there. <laughs> Tigers cutting down first place feels like 06. That's all I'm saying. Um, wow. I think the Sox <laughs> have the biggest lead of anybody. In, wow. In yeah. That's, that's a statement. We're, sure. we're, we are chasing second. Yeah. Are, which is, got, which right is pretty sweet on the shoulders of Cleveland, feels but yeah, like we're 06. still like 10 and a half back of, of first. Scott, remind me what place did the Tigers finish in in 2006? Dog, they won 95 <laughs> games. They did finish technically in third, but they won 95 games. All right, whatever. Um, and that was with one wild card. We're 10 out of the second wild card. Okay. <laughs> I mean, there's literally so much time. You have like 45 games to make up 10 games. That's absurd. That's such happened. A, that's you're gonna have to damn near win out. The only unfortunate thing is that, um, like in the last month, they just straight up have not made up any ground. Like that, that yeah. has kind of sucked about it. Um, all right, let's yeah. let's take it back into hockey because I do have a how do you feel about a Friday that's baseball really related in the last segment. Uh, but Robin Leonard came out on Twitter yesterday. He said that he tried to get the Vegas Golden Knights to okay a pad design that was a recreation of the infamous. 
painting of Marc-Andre Fleury with a sword through his back that Alan Walsh tweeted during last year's playoffs. Uh, the team put the kibosh on it. He tweeted that out. Alan Walsh was like, oh, man, that would have been so awesome. We need to make this happen. Um, but, yeah, it did. People are lame. How do you that, that, that's how I feel about that. People are lame. Let people let the kids play. Let people have fun. I agree. That would have been electric. And like the, the thing that bothered me about this whole situation, and maybe I just didn't pay close enough attention to it, but it felt like the Vegas Golden Knights like didn't help themselves in it at all. Like right. they they were very um like all it would take is to send those guys out in press conferences a couple of times and and pretend like they're best friends and be like, Oh yeah, I had his wife over for dinner the other day. Like these guys had a very like good, decent friendship from what I can understand. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, the fact that it, it, it wasn't put out there as much as it probably could have been, I think is like short sightedness by the organization. Like this would have been hilarious on top of you know, it. It literally is an icebreaker. And yeah. uh, I think the more you lean into like making fun of the people making fun of you, that usually works out better for you. It's when you like refuse to say, no, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to talk about that. Like that's when, that's when people start to speculate, make jokes and yada, yada, yada. So. Yeah. Uh, first off, it's objectively hilarious. Uh, like yes. <laughs> like it, that is that it would be objectively hysterical, but the thing that, that like you said like if you just made fun of it too like like it's literally a meme at this point nobody's like talk nobody talks about like oh like the like how serious of a situation it was and what like it's literally a joke it's an it's an internet meme at this point yes just a complete fumbling of the bag uh by by that organization in my opinion that's i mean that could have been fun and that people just hate fun 100 percent uh what do you got for me how do you feel about a friday nhl edition usually we do if this is your first how do you feel about a friday usually we do uh first segment is red wings related questions uh second segment is usually nhl and third segment we open it up to anything but since we had the verona stuff in segment one i figured we'd just skip right to the nhl what do you got for me scotty uh how do you feel about um i don't even know like really how to form this into a question i guess but like the whole um the first off how do you feel about flurry with the hawks i don't think we've talked about last time we talked about it i feel like um we were last time we talked about i think is when jack was on and it was kind of like oh he may or may not play with them kind of a thing and and being that it's the hawks and we're a red wings show um, how do you feel about that? And then just with like all this stuff happening in that organization, they're just pouring out like, like heartwarming, look how cute Mark andre Fleury is content and just like the situation as a whole, I guess, um, just everything around the, the, the Hawks going into going into next season. It's so weird, right? Because like the, initially when he put when he got traded there alan walsh put out that statement that was like we don't know you know what's going to happen uh he we're reevaluating the situation blah 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 and then it comes out that he will play for the blackhawks and one would have to imagine that when he was weighing his options one of the things that caused him to say that uh had to have been 
the situation at hand. And now it feels like in a lot of ways, this team is using Marc-Andre Fleury to distract from the conversation. And I know that, you know, a team's I like a team social media is what it is. You know, I'm not going to say like they're trying to cover something up. Like there are people that work in that organization that are just like you and me who just want to do cool shit for a living. And it sucks that they just happen to get their dream job with this organization that's entrenched in a scandal from something that happened 10 years ago. So I feel bad like on that aspect and I don't want to like dunk on them too hard, but doesn't it feel weird that like that situation seemed like the reason that they weren't like, I, I just don't know like what they're expecting all this to accomplish in the long run. I still think that the Blackhawks think that they can outrun this in some way. And I don't know if, if I gotta, and I gotta be honest, like, I don't know, like if I was in this front office and I was trying to save face, I don't know if I would want to have a more competitive team or a less competitive team. I think it's like equally kind of messy either way. So the fact that they're going for it, spending all this money, it doesn't really make a lot of sense to me, but I was really, really hoping that Marc-Andre Fleury would force his way out because uh, I just think that would be really funny. They were like, woohoo, we got Marc-Andre Fleury. And then he, then they had to trade him again. Psych. Yeah. Yeah. That no, I, I feel you. It, it's that, I mean, it's a, it's a very weird and not great situation as a whole. And then it's just, it's just so weird to see them every day. Like, like, and like, uh, you know, the, the person that runs the Twitter account isn't, isn't responsible for any of the stuff that's going around there, that organization, but it's just so weird to, to go online and see like, Oh, like, look how cute Mark Andre Fleury is. And then like, get a notification about some like horrible thing that happened a decade ago. You're like, all right, well, that's, I don't know. It's weird. It's all just weird. You had a, uh, another one on Mark Andre or on uh, Yarmir Yager that you wanted to, to, to get. Oh on. yeah. 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 Uh, Yager came out my, my man, my Yarmir Yager, my boy. Um, he, uh, he came out and said that he feels like obligated to continue to play as he approaches 50 years old. Uh, how do you feel about that? I love it. I mean, like it Damn right. feels obligated to his soul like that. that <laughs> this man is like Czechoslovakia and Gordie Howe yes. uh, from the longevity standpoint, from like just the like this man was born to play hockey. And I don't it, like he he's like hockey's Ichiro. Would you, would you kind of agree with that? Like when Ichiro was kind of starting to dip into retirement, everybody was like, Oh no, I hope Ichiro doesn't kill himself. Literally. Yeah. And I worry the same thing about Yarmir Yager. Like this (laughs) is all of his life. Right. Is in this ice. Yeah. No, that's, that's, I feel like that's, that's a reasonable comparison. Yeah. And Ichiro has found, you know, he he now (laughs) plays like, uh, like the intramural or exhibition spring training games with the Mariners, he'll like play. <laughs> yeah. Like how, how wild is that to be like a, like a, like a prospect in the Mariners organization, you're fighting for a roster spot and whatever. And then like you go out, you have to play against Ichiro Suzuki and you're like, Oh, <laughs> like, just right. like a developmental, like, right. And then Yager <laughs> is like, like, you know, basically owns the team that he plays on and it's just like what like all right like this is this is interesting but 
Yeah, that just I I just I love that man so much. I love him so much, right. and uh, that quote was fantastic. It's it's very appropriate for him. It's on brand. On brand. Yes. On brand. All right. Uh, let's talk about RockAuto.com. They're a family business serving auto parts customers online for over twenty years. Uh, chain stores. They got different price tiers for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. I think off jump. That is messed up. That is enough. That information is enough to make me never want to go to a chain store near my house to buy auto parts ever again. And that's on top of everything else that I already hated about going there. Uh, RockAuto.com, they have everything you need and you can get it delivered right to your door in just a few easy clicks. Save time and money. Why would you spend it? Choose 30, 50, even 100% more for the same auto parts from a chain store or car dealership. RockAuto.com's prices are reliably low for every customer. Go explore their easy-to-use website today and find the solution to your auto part needs. Uh, just write "locked on" in there. How did you hear about us, box? So that they know we sent you. They've got amazing selection. They've got reliably low prices, and they've got all the parts your car will ever need. It's RockAuto.com. Also, got to talk to the folks today about Built Bar. Built Bar is the most delicious tasting protein bar on the market. But Scott, I don't know if you've seen this. This is not on the ad read, but it's a video I saw going on around Twitter earlier. Built Bar at BYU I did. paid for 36 walk-on to, to, to their tuition. It was an unbelievable clip. I highly, highly recommend you go out and, and check it out because they do this every year in, in professional or in college sports clubs. They'll, they'll pick a walk-on. They'll give them a scholarship. It's a great moment. So they're doing this thing. They call one guy up. They call two guys up. And then somebody from the team goes, all 36 walk-ons stand up. And you see everybody looking around. You hear several audible no ways. And that I got chills. I started crying. It's amazing. Shout out Built Bar. Not only do they have the most delicious tasting protein bar on the market with nine delicious flavors, plus the occasional limited time flavor, they are freaking sending kids to college. Literally. Shout out Built Bar, man. If you it, like it, you know, it's always good when you can align with a company that holds your values near and dear to your heart. And I tell you what, Scott, I don't know what values I have that could possibly exceed uh, the, the strength that I have for sending kids to school. Education is important, folks. So go to built.com right now. Use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off of your first order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. That is the best fucking power play the Detroit Red Wings have had in four games. All right, Scotty, we are into segment three here at the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Tonight is the Field of Dreams game between the Chicago White Sox and the New York Yankees. So as we open it up here to how do you feel about it Friday, anything edition, I have to take this question because I want to give you the floor. How do you feel about MLB at Field of Dreams? Uh, I mean, it's like, it's cool. It's cool. Um, I'm watching uh, as we're recording, they're doing like the player introductions actually right now. Um it's super cheesy. I mean, they had the, like Kevin Costner's thrown out the first pitch. The players didn't enter the game from the dugouts. They entered the game from the cornfield in center field. Like that's how the players walked onto the field to like take the field for the game, not from a clubhouse or the dugout. They, they came from, they took a piece of the wall out in center field and the, the players from both teams literally came onto the field via the, the cornfield. Um, 
It's like it's super cheesy. It's super corny, right? But like, ah, <laughs> but like that might be worse than anything we see. <laughs> but it's, but it's. I mean, it's fun. It's fun, man. Like, um, obviously they tried to do it last year, uh, and then like COVID happened. So it's it's cool that they're uh, that they're able to to do it. The jerseys I think are sweet. Um, I, I love the the old White Sox, the the like the Black Sox era mm-hmm. jerseys. I, I love those. Um, the Yankees have been the same forever, so so those are uh, kind of the same. But they did bring the old like like Murderers Row style hats back, so those are cool. Um, the the field is beautiful. I mean the, the the field is absolutely unbelievable. Uh, I, I those tickets must have cost thousands and thousands of dollars because it's not a whole field right it's just the couple thousand seats behind home plate um and then yeah they have the real field obviously right uh right there next to it I don't, and it's on the thing it's it's uh, it's so cool it's all so cool um that one of my favorite movies ever as you could uh, imagine no way yeah i know just uh fantastic uh, it's a cool thing. It's good. It's, it's really cheesy and like way over the top, but I mean, it kind of has to be. Yeah, and they've gonna... already announced that they're coming back next year. And, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm all for it. I was going to say that it has to be cheesy. I think for this to work, because I think yeah. the thing that like baseball isn't realizing is that like it's past is it's, is it's, it's biggest obstacle but also like its greatest asset. Like if, if sure. you can, I, I think like this is kind of how like the standards should be set for these uh, types of events, because essentially what you're doing is you're taking the past and you're using it to present a new baseball experience. And like, the, I, I just think that like something like this is kind of the perfect meshing of that now obviously being there and stuff like that is pretty exclusive and you know only so many people are going to be there who knows how the game will look on tv things like that like but i just think that like if you're major league baseball this is the mold like you take something from the past you turn it into something a little bit newer but keep it the same as much as possible and and it's it's beautiful that's what people love that like that is what baseball fans want they they want the the game to progress in ways that they this sounds stupid but like they want the game to progress in ways that they want to and baseball like refuses to let that happen like they are are consistently picking the wrong things to get tricked up on in terms of tradition and history and things like that uh so i just i don't know i just think this is something uh really really cool it's unique uh and so you know just from all that i mean did I do was there a part of you that kind of wished they wouldn't have had an outfield fence? Uh, I mean, it's impossible to do it. But yeah. Like, uh, so like, I mean, I, it never, uh, I've been asked that a couple of times. It never crossed my mind as a possibility. Like at no point was I like, Oh, like this might happen. So I never, I never had like the, the mindset of, of like, of even remotely getting my hopes up because my brain never that was never like a, a remote possibility yeah. in, in my eyes. So, um, 
You could just that, like technically say that all home runs are inside the park home runs. It's just a matter of whether the outfielder is willing to can find the it. ball. Yeah, You're right. Yeah. Uh, and, and I am really pumped for, uh, for the first home. Run. <laughs> I, I'm really excited to see the, the, uh, a home run hit into the corn. I think that'd be awesome. And they, they have like the old scoreboard and everything. Like it, it is beautifully put together. They, they did an incredible, incredible job, uh, putting the, the the whole field and the whole setup together it's it's really really cool so uh yeah i'm, I'm pretty pumped I'm, I'm pretty excited i don't like either of the teams but i don't really care so um uh yeah it's like it's they're they're kind of like the perfect teams though right i mean like i know that there's like actually some connection there because of the movie but like i kind of i kind of mess with it you know yeah no the, i don't like either of them either but yeah it's it, it definitely um if you want to like really punctuate the like old time feel of it those are these are two of the best teams to to do that unless you were literally doing like Yankees Red Sox which nobody wants to see that again this this is this is pretty much the uh the the this is as good as it's going to get for like two of the oldest teams in in the sport for sure uh all right go ahead how do you feel about a friday close us out with your anything question yeah so mine's not nearly as like you know in depth as that uh i wanted to get your opinion on the rivalry between cheese it's and goldfish and which when, one you prefer when did this happen when did this like in my life oh oh i thought this was a uh like a current events thing no, 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 just no, oh, no, no. We're also missing like, cheese nips from the equation. Because mm, I, I mean, have like, a unless you're take. about to tell me that cheese nips, I do are think that cheese nips are better than uh, cheese its. Also, well, and I tweeted uh, this out the other day, I don't take, know I if this like. has anything to do with your, your question, but I have a very weird food, like maybe. Oh, my so I saw that tweet, combo. and no, this has nothing to do with the question. Uh, like I can't eat Cheez-Its without a big old glass of milk. I don't know yeah, why. I, it's I it's a very weird like childhood thing. And honestly, like goldfish and cheese nips like fall into that same category. But if I had to pick, I would have to go goldfish one, cheese nips two, Cheez-Its three. I think Cheez-Its kind of suck. See, I, I Cheez-Its are my one. Cheese nips had better texture in my opinion, and they had like cool designs on. Like it was like you could do the craft macaroni, but with cheese nips. You that you could get like SpongeBob <laughs> cheese nips. That, that was a thing. The best the best cheese its can do is just sprinkle some dust on there and call it a day. Yeah, well, see the thing the with cheese nips is they good. know that they know that theirs isn't as good as the other two. So they had to make cool designs to compensate for it. it. That's literally why. No, I think they're just committed to creating a a more immersive uh, food experience. And and they're not just worried about, you know, your snack time and about taste. Yeah. They're not worried about taste. I think they taste better too. Like (laughs) just, I don't know. Okay. Here's what it is because this is literally the only difference cheese. It's have air in between that top shell and like the bottom base. Like there's like a little pocket of air in there. And like, you can kind of feel that in the crunch a little bit. I feel like, right. Uh, but cheese nips don't, they're just like little discs, I mean, like, I which guess. I, which I like. I guess. I don't know. I mean, cheese is still better. I don't know. Like, I don't care, but <laughs> that's fine. You can think that and be wrong. I don't like, but 
as a, as an overall food experience, if you're telling me that you're going to show up to a party with cheese, it's instead of SpongeBob cheese nips, I don't trust you. I don't want you. <laughs> you're not going to trust a lot of people. I feel like, well, that's too damn bad. Uh, <laughs> I think that's all we got for how do you feel about a Friday? Yeah. Hey, you collect uh, baseball cards, right? I'll give you one more before you head off. I know you got to run. Yeah, big time. Uh, Allen and Ginter. Those cards came out uh, the other day and uh, I picked up cold packs today. Uh, I'm holding a cherry tree right now. It is a arboreal appreciation. Um, nice. Pretty much the weirdest baseball card set out there, but it's it's really fun. How do you feel about it? It's fun. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I flip cards, collect cards. I've, you know, hundred binders on binders on binders. I've been doing it since I was, yeah, like seven. So yeah, I, I'm you, all in. That's sweet. What are you buying these days? Uh, right now I got my eye on some Bowman's. Ooh, I just, that's, that's currently in the wall, in the old, in the old watch list. What kind of Bowman's? On, uh, on my phone. We got some Bowman's. Um, well, I have, uh, I mean, like, I don't want anyone to go out there and raise my price, you know, but uh, I got some, uh, there was a set of uh, Gage Workmans. Mm. There's a prospect in the Tigers org. Um, and I actually really like him and think that he could be something. Uh, so I have my eye on those. And then um, I got my eye on, on, uh, on next year's draft class. I always, I always, start the watch list of the following season's draft class right after the draft for this year ends. So Makes that's sense. been, that's been a lot of, uh, that's been a lot of it as well. Getting some, some junior year or senior year of college uh, sets for, for some of the dudes for next year. I bought a, uh, on Tuesday, a 2021 Bowman jumbo hobby box. Uh, nice. It was the most amount of money I've ever spent in one <laughs> purchase, not on a laptop. Kind of worth it. I didn't really get anything that sick. Uh, all the autos were trash. Um, but I did get a, a Marco Luciano out of 75 gold, gold diamond. Speckle. Nice. So nice. Uh, That's fantastic. I, I opened this Austin Martin teal shimmer or aqua shimmer card in the last box of Bowman that I bought. It was just a regular box. Uh, and it is the most beautiful baseball card I've ever seen. And I just think I'm going to chase that feeling with Bowman forever. Cause like nothing I got right. in either of the other two boxes were like remotely as cool as that. And now, um, and, and so now I just collect the, the teal uh shimmers but i'm also addicted to ripping packs and so it's yeah, it's, it's just fun. a bad combo where i'm that like, uh that martin trade might uh i don't know i don't know what that i was gonna your, your ask about there. that because it just happened yeah. uh like a week and a half ago and i honestly yeah. didn't know until i saw him in a picture with the uh twins hat on yes yeah like, that'll be interesting not... for his value i don't know i mean like the blue jays are a young fun up-and-coming team so like exactly. it would have been really good for him to be a part of that and the twins are kind of in full rebuild so um which how did they ever go for it last year i mean last year they won the division but then with the exact same team they were now in last yeah. like it, it doesn't make sense so interesting all right uh, yeah that's baseball that's baseball. Baseball heavy episode. Um, baseball heavy episode. Of kind of a baseball heavy week with the uh, with the highlight episode. Go check those out. We did a draft for the best oh, highlight yeah, players. Uh, Scotty got a shout out for Jim Edmonds. 
We'll see you back here on Monday, folks. Uh, we got three episodes coming next week. I think we're going to try and start working some interviews back into the mix as we uh, kind of go along here. Uh, but no promises. I, I I don't know what we got planned for next week. Me and Scott are going to go to the lab. We're, we're going to come out with an album, and we're just going to play it uh, all three days. So uh, we'll see you. Yeah, subscribe. So if you have positive feedback, please tell us in our reviews. If you have negative feedback, please tell us in our DMs. See you back here on Monday. Same time, same place. It's your team every day. Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.